You're listening to Green Business with Impact. Your host is Jasper Steinhausen. Welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we take a look at the world of fashion, and it's an interesting sector in many ways. It's one that we all have some form of relation to as consumer, and one that many points to as one of the problematic sectors from an environmental point of view. And then it's a sector that's truly global in its setup, for good and for bad. So it's not an easy sector to transition to a sustainable or a circular sector. It definitely takes a lot of insight combined with a bigger perspective and some leadership. And today I have Frank Toft Nørgaard with me here on the podcast. Uh, Frank is CEO of the fashion brand Münde, that is specializing in fashion uh, for women between 25 and 50. It is a smaller player in the textile sector, with approximately 40 people on staff. But Frank has spent 25 plus years in the textile and fashion industry. He has a starting point in product development, so coming to it from uh, from a material and design point of view. He has held different positions related to sourcing, production, product, brand development, and now CEO. So he definitely has the insight. And from what I learned when we met during a keynote presentation I gave to a leadership group he was part of, he also has a lot of interesting thinking on this bigger perspective, where it is the sector needs to go. And then, of course, he is right now the CEO of a company, so there is a leadership role there. So I really look forward to learning more about what they're doing, where they're heading, and where he thinks Munde can progress in this global sector. So please welcome Frank Toft Nørgaard, CEO at Münde. Frank, uh, welcome so much to the podcast here and uh, really uh, appreciate that you can take take your time for, to, to be part of this. I know you've been busy working on new strategies, so uh, so thank you so much for, for taking time to, to be with me here today. And uh, thank you, Jasper, just for having me. I think it's quite important uh, topic and i'm very happy to be on your podcast amazing this is going to be great thank you so much um i would like to start with asking you you know where do you see sustainability heading what's the role that that you're expecting sustainability is going to play going to play in your market in the future yeah i think actually i think of course we have been talking about sustainability for a long period for the textile business but uh, I think it, it's more, it must be uh, on, the, on, the, on the top list of uh, what is important for us because I don't think today you cannot be in the textile business without uh, talking about uh, sustainability and, and the future and, and something needs to change. So, so definitely this is important for us. Um, I will also say that um, being this business for many years, I think it's also time now that we need rules and regulations uh, for all of us because uh, of course uh, you can be very excited about sustainability and think it's very important but i think we need as a as a business to have the equal terms and and for me i think it's also um, okay that you have this uh, competitive advantages if you do something great and if you want to do to take it even further compared to others so so i think it's really key that uh, and good for the whole business if, if this happens, and hopefully soon. Do you, do you, uh, do you see that you're sharing that vision about, 
please send rules and regulations to to sort of help us elevate, or is that more a a thing with you and Mynde or perhaps uh, Nordic fashion brands, or, or where where do you see this? Actually, I think a lot of uh, things has happened uh, within the last two years. Uh, and, and I can also see, because from my point of view, I think if we should change this, I think we need to talk to our competitors and colleagues in the business because uh, we really need to have some strong minds uh, working together to solve this problem. And uh, actually, I think, uh, you know, of course, we are part of the uh, Danish fashion industry. And, and I think there is a lot of uh, brands now that they, they, they really have the same feeling that come on, guys, we need to work together. You know, we can be brand-wise uh, different. We can sell products. We can do a lot of things. But on this topic, let's help each other. Uh, and, and and that's, I think it's very, very positive. Sounds really good. And, and it's definitely also, I mean, it's, it's such a huge challenge, right? So it doesn't really make sense to compete. There is only one way, and that's actually to collaborate if you have a going to have a chance of actually finding a, a, some doable solutions to most of this, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I will also say, you know, I, I think we can maybe learn also some from, from some of the other industries, right? Because, for instance, if you take like uh, furnitures, uh, architectural furnitures, uh, Danish furnitures, I think, you know, we have, we have, we're known for good quality and these kind of things. And, and I think it could also be fantastic for all brands in Denmark if we suddenly were very uh, known and famous for that. In Denmark, when you buy a product, it's uh, it's a quality product made uh, under good uh, conditions and these kind of things. So, so I think it can be an, an advantage for all of us if, if we work together. Um, so yeah. yeah, well, I believe you're right. And and actually, the last episode uh, was uh, was with a person from the uh, from not from furniture, but he, he actually used to be in furniture, but now in in lighting. But those high quality and designer products uh and you're definitely right that it, it has a it has some advantages and and it is part of sort of a scandinavian and danish uh, heritage when the world look at us so i think you're right that there are definitely opportunities to position yourself uh sort of along that uh, along those lines so uh, so yeah really interesting I just want to add also that, you know, I, we can also see the demand, even that the rules, you know, we see some rules are coming up, but not 100% approved yet, you can say. But but uh, I still believe there is a lot of demands out there also for key customers, uh, you know, trying to have the documentation uh, uh, right. I think that's very important because uh, the, the big players, they, they really need that also to, Maybe because they want to do great and good, I'm sure. But but I think it's also a matter that they don't want this kind of greenwashing situation, uh, which can really hit them uh, heavily. So, yeah, the, that's also yeah. very important. The, the time is now. Say. The time is now. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to take one step back. I know that you uh, you still have very much have the the founder uh, in the organization, and and it's a relatively young company. Um, so I was wondering why why do you do what you do? Why is Munte here? What's sort of your purpose or reason for being? In in terms of uh, sustainability, also a little bit or. How do you see it? Basically, whatever sort of answer you have to that it doesn't have to be sustainability. Why are you here? Um, I'm guessing you are not here for a sustainability purpose alone, at least. Yeah. 
but it's quite uh, obvious if you talk to to Naya. I think she is also, you know, she's one of the you can say older players in the market. And actually, uh, there's not so many of these uh, old Danish companies where the owner is still in, in line and in position. And and Naya is really born out of uh, fashion and the uh, joy for this business. And uh, also, we talked the other day about, about that. Uh, Actually, when she, she started, there was not that many brands in Denmark uh, in, the, in the first place. And, and, you know, they started off young. They was just so passionate about fashion and, and products. And, 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 and that, that's, that's still important for us now. But, but we've just put extra layers to that now. And I think definitely that's uh, about quality product longevity that, that we think it's very important that, uh, it should be a beautiful and relevant uh, product we are doing, but but it's also important that uh, that the quality and longevity of the product is uh, is, is is on on track, and and we think you know because resources we all know um, the resources is a is a is a huge, huge problem for 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 the earth all in all, but uh, and and I think it's uh, I, I think it's very important that we think about what we do and and we try to you to do some nice product. Of course, we want to to sell products, but, but when we do it, let's do it uh, right. Let's do it in, 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 a, in a proper way. So um, I, I think that's, uh, that, that, that's some of the things we talk about uh, when we talk about what, what we do and, and what we think is important. Do you see that differ? I mean, you've been in, in the textile industry, in fashion for, uh, yeah, as I said, 25 plus years or so. Is the discussion, is it different today? Is that sort of purpose and that you know that understanding of and view around resources and longevity and everything is that sort of a is that new or is it just more people are taking it up or or is it basically the same that now it's just sort of a, they're vocalizing a bit more about it or oh yeah I, I think you know all in all I think uh, the product we're doing is uh, you can say higher mid-market uh, premium if you say that the luxury brands is on top. So that means also our products are not the cheapest, but that also means that quality has always been uh, key to us because uh, that's a part of our DNA. But I would say we have put um, on top of this a lot of uh, new layers also in terms of uh, sustainability, in terms of how do we behave internally in the company and also towards uh, consumers, towards uh, the society that we are part of. So I think that, that that the discussion about that we are not just making clothes, but we are part of society and what is our contribution to this uh, society. And that's also that we put layers on top. We have something what we call female empowerment. And, and this is something we uh, we want to support. And, and, and uh, we do that in many ways. Uh, we have like Art Mondays, where we support young uh, artists, uh, women artists, to, to to show the stuff and these kind of things. So we have a lot of things related to help young people to be more present and to be, you know, to show what they're doing and, and, and how amazing things they're doing and, and make that uh, visible for other people. So, so I think it is more purpose-driven than just some years ago. But, you know, design and quality has always been key. I can see sort of a line there in, in where you are, and, and perhaps also in, in at least when we met, you were you were just announcing that you were making this shift, uh, and in terms of 
the discussions we had that that evening uh, around sustainability and circular economy and everything. I mean, it makes sense that you are that you sit in the chair you do that with that sort of that kind of background in the company that that you know, it, it seems like a meaningful match uh, you heading in there if i can just comment on that also because i think also what you say about the match is also that naya has always you know yes it's about uh, uh, design and fashion and, and and do a great product but you know she is also really keying into this um, sustainability part and I think that's really key because it, it comes from uh, up for, from from the top and needs to go down in the, the organization. And if you know the top of the organization is not really willing to give it a shot and invest both in money and time, uh, then it's difficult, right? So so I think that was also very important for me that uh, that 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 uh, she is on the same page and definitely she is. And and I think what we're doing is that actually we're getting more and more down on paper now because a lot of things is really uh, happening and, and going on. But of course, we also need to communicate uh, a little bit more uh, clear and transparent. And this is uh, one of the journeys we are on now. like to sort of just ask a question around your understanding of the whole concept around circular economy. Uh, this is, uh, of course, something that I I focus a lot on and as a tool uh, use for, for various cases. So, and we also talked about it, uh, or it was part of the, the keynote I gave when, when we met. So what is circular economy to you and, and how do you use it, if you do, in your daily uh, work in the business? Yeah, but uh, first of all, uh, when we talk about resources are less uh, and, and important. And, and I can also see this, the shift, you know, because when we started uh, talking about this uh, years ago, everybody was talking about uh, recycling polyester, recycling this and that, which is, of course, also good. But I think the, the, the future is, of course, also to use the product more, you know, to, to create some uh, quality products with a longevity where you can pass it on to people so they use it more and more times. And that's just the end of it, that you uh, convert it into recycled polyester or recycle something. This and, uh, and of course, that's uh, so So for us, of course, this shift is also going on. Luckily, we can see that a lot of our uh, products are, are sold again and again on trend sale and, and, and um, these kind of things. And of course, this is also a part uh, of our... Coming strategy that we will do some um, like a platform within our own uh, web page where we can uh, resell our own uh, secondhand products, and, and we think that's very very important. Of course, it, it's it's a it's a coming business, uh, and we can see of course a lot of uh, more and more people are tapping into this, and and we can also see younger generation really taking this in, and they think it's very cool and that. Uh, you know, handpick this little uh, secondhand product and and mix and match that together with their new products and all these kind of things. That that's a business model. But for us, I think it's uh, it, it, yes, that's right. But but uh, as a start, we don't think so much about the business model. Actually, we 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 more think about that this is the right way to do it and to support this uh, development. And then yes, it's good if money comes uh, this way also, and and it will of course uh, you see some. Uh, quite great figures on this also outside Denmark also. Yeah. And I, I sure hope so, because that is, you know, making sure that there is a business side to it 
is the the fastest and most secure way to making sure that an initiative stays relevant. Because uh, because if you are sponsoring it, then you know things will happen at some point. Um, so so I, I truly hope and and as you say there in the end there probably is uh, if you could if as you can see in in other countries. Um, so so this focus on on prolonging the life of your products uh, by by you also supporting it and reselling it. Do you think that will have any sort of implications on your the way you design and develop your products and the materials you choose and so on? I mean, also you coming from that product side originally, uh, do you expect changes in, in, in your product to make it capable of lasting longer? Yes, uh, of course, we, we, we try to do that also. And we have a, also some uh, focus also on what we call our simple studio uh, line which is also in a way more classic products with a with still with a Monday touch, but that's also made to last. So so all these kind of um, classic products also come into the product lines a lot, but also in terms of the, the, the final product, of course, we also work a lot about uh, until how we stitch it with uh, French seams inside. So we really try to do a, a nice product and how we choose uh, fabrics also. What we are struggling a little bit about is also sometimes too, because you can say that if you want to recycle the, the, the product at the end of the day, it's it's quite nice that the fabrics are clean and virgin, right? So you don't mix a lot of fibers and these kind of things. And that's sometimes a little bit of a struggle, we must say, uh, because there is a lot of this going on to have some interesting fabrics. And sometimes it can also be a price issue and these kind of things. But but definitely that's also going into to, to that but in terms of quality and how we can fit it and also to you know to make what we call like smart fit where you also you you has a possibility that this dress or this top will fit more people you know because you can maybe tie in a little bit or do something so so and or you have the stretch whatever you know so to make the the product a little bit more easy to to hand over to a new person with a oh, slightly other body yeah okay so yes we are doing something and we but 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 yes, definitely, this is a this is a journey. Do you also think this is going to impact sort of the number of fashion cycles per year? I mean, that seems to have been growing ever steadily over many years. Do you see sort of a reverse in that trend? Uh, like like you're saying here, perhaps producing something that are more sort of longer lasting, or so so you don't necessarily need that that pace. Uh, do, do you see uh, any sort of any sort of change in that trajectory? Mm, yeah, but I think unfortunately there is a little bit like uh, different tendencies because on the other hand you also see a tendency that the, the big key accounts they want new drops, new clothes all the time, you know, to to make to be interesting and make sure that people come in and uh, look again and buy and these kind of things. But yes, uh, you're right. On the other side, you also see that you know some brands they try to make less collection, less things, and these kind of things. So, but I think it's still in an early stage, and and uh, I assume that this is uh, the direction we're heading towards. Uh, maybe less less collections and these kind of things. But and we're also looking for that. And actually, we cut down with uh, one collection, and and and. Um, 
but it's also about about the size of the collection, the option within the collection, which is important, right? Because maybe it's not so much always how many collections, but all in all, how many garments, how many how many different styles do we produce a year? So that that should maybe be in a bigger picture. Also. Yeah, that's a good point, of course. Yeah, and I'll say also touching back to what you said earlier on about you know could we sort of lean up and learn from the high end designer uh, sectors that we also have here in Denmark? I mean that would also call for fewer but better. Uh, also, you won't get uniqueness if they're all over the place, right? You need fewer, higher quality, more iconic. Um, so really interesting uh, movement. Do you ever wonder how solid a foundation you have for creating a competitive edge out of your effort on sustainability? Here's how to find out. I've created a free assessment tool for you where you can score yourself on the five principles you must master to gain a competitive edge using circular economy. So just answer 30 quickfire questions, get your score and get recommendations for your next steps to improve your foundation. It's free and it only takes a few minutes. You find it by going to greenprofit.scoreapp.com. Let us be specific here uh, because results is really what matters in business. So what kind of results have you already achieved either here at Münde or in some of your previous positions that, uh, that you think is worth uh, bringing forward here? And, uh, and what are you kind of expecting uh, in the years ahead? Uh, I would say what I think what, what, what happened here, if I just to take uh, within the, the Munde universe, I think, you know, the good thing, as I said before, is also that Monde was always uh, already on a journey uh, with the CSR and the sustainability part. But but we needed to more uh, to put pe- things down on paper and try to uh, to map where are we and, and what is our expectations. And so so we made this uh, this this work and, and uh, now we made like a um, like a strategy, a CSR strategy, which will um, Evaluate, uh, and it will, uh, it will. We will talk about that uh, every year, and, and we are right now um, doing our first uh, CSR uh, annual report, which will be out in this year, beginning next year, and and this is a, a new um, step for us. So, so I would say we have done a lot of things uh, already, but 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 now it's more to narrow it down. What is important? What are we doing? Uh, Narrow it down on a piece of paper and 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 also set some targets for the coming future. And this is also uh, some of the work we are doing right now, um, because we are a smaller company and and uh, there's a lot of work with this and we take it very seriously. But it, we also know it takes a time. And we have this saying when we talk about um, CSR uh, and sustainability that we we call it our conscious journey, and, and we are quite happy about this little sentence because, you know, conscience is, of course, important. But we're also on a journey, right? We are absolutely not perfect. So so it is a, it, it is a travel and it is a, it is a journey. I like that. I like that approach. And I think I think it actually is, I think it's a really important thing. So uh, I, can, I completely understand why you're happy about that little sentence <laughs> because it is really a journey and you have to, to see it like that, uh, both because it is an, an ever ongoing thing, but also not to sort of, you know, be scared by the size of this beast, but but simply say we are on a conscious journey. So um, yeah, I think it's 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 a really fine way of 
of putting it. Yes, I think that that's uh, that that's the things, and also that we are you know addressing now. What is the new plan for us to do, and with the fiber strategy uh, that we have made, you know, and going forward and set some goals and these kind of things. That that that's also uh, an important uh, task. Um, and I would also say the next thing is also the transparency that um, is also, of course, important for us uh, to to work with and and be be very clear about because uh, I don't believe we don't have anything to hide but it's always you know when you put it on the table and say okay we don't have anything to hide of course you need to make 100% sure that uh, you know uh, yes what is going on and, and people will uh, look but but you know I think we have a good uh, sense of uh, what we're doing and uh, quite conscious about uh, the travel and the journey we're on. Where would you like to be in a couple of years, as a company? I mean, where would you like to see this heading? Um, yeah, but as I said also in the beginning, I, I think we need these rules and regulations because that can also help uh, companies to focus on what is important, right? And now, if you don't have these uh, rules and regulations, uh, uh, then uh, you can maybe use time on on the wrong things and. For me, I, I really hope what will happen for the next uh, coming years is also that in terms of fibers and these kind of things, is, is, I think it's quite important to say that, you know, yes, eco cotton or uh, recycled polyester, eco wheel and these kind of uh, uh, fiber brand names, you know, yes, they're the best of the worst, but it's not really the way to go, right? We, we need to have some new fibers going on, which is... Uh, much better for nature and, and for all of us. And so actually, even that you are doing a good job as a brand, you, you will, uh, you're not on the right track, actually, because we, we don't have the right uh, tools and the right things. So, so I also hope that we together with the suppliers and fiber mills and all this kind of thing, that we really join forces and, and try to investigate and put money into this uh, because we need to do something like this. Also, um, I think... Uh, what, one thing I, I'm always a little bit curious about is also like you, you, when you have your bottles, you know, if you if you take bottles, you know, you can uh, go down to your grocery shop, uh, deliver your uh, old bottles, and then you will get some money back. You have the clothes. And, and I think every everyone in Denmark do that. Even that you are rich and whatever, you will never take all your old bottles, just put them into the garbage bin. You always go down there and, and deliver in and get your 10 crowns uh, back and you're very happy. But I think it's also some of this is the same people that, you know, if you maybe have a, a, a bag and you don't think nobody needs it and maybe you will give it to someone or throw it out or whatever. But, you know, if you can have a possibility that you that this is a resource that let's say you go to, the, um, to a place and then you deliver this in and then you can get a little bit of money uh, for this and it's a resource that we need to use. And, and I think that's, that's quite important. Uh, and then you can maybe, uh, this is maybe a little bit controversial, but you can also say maybe you should have a little bit of like a small tax on virgin fibers or something. So I just think there's a lot of things you can do to make sure that suddenly this is a resource and, and, and maybe some people, okay, then we need to invest more in these kind of machines who can use and uh, reuse uh, fibers and this kind of thing. So I think the, uh, the innovation part and uh, the future for the fashion industry is quite exciting. Really interesting to hear sort of your thoughts and reflections around fiber. 
just very briefly, do you do you already see that there are sort of solutions out there or parts of the solution out there to the new kind of fibers that just need sort of scaling, or or is it really we need to find them first? Yeah, but, but I I see them on some products uh, still. You know, I see some of them is. Uh, it could also be some kind of polyester, which is made of another kind of polyester, which is not made from oil. These kind of things is coming up. And uh, actually, I, I still believe that there is a lot of work to, to be done uh, in terms of fibers. You, you, there is a lot of work going on, but it's not really a big scale. But, you know, I would say we, will, we would really would like to be one of the first. If, if we see a new product, a new fiber coming on, we will be the first one to really key into this and... and uh, Actually, we also talk about it within the organization that we, we, we need to have time and space to have this uh, innovation part. And every time we, we meet with our suppliers and every time we are, like say, on the fashion summit in Copenhagen, we always spend time to, to really try to, to, to talk to, to people who are very close to the, uh, to the source of, uh, of fibers and, and these kind of things. And I, I think it's very interesting all the time. And, and for us, it's also that we put the pressure on the a positive pressure, I would say, on, on these uh, factories. Uh, and if they can see there is a demand, you know, uh, back to that, uh, that if there is money involved, you know, uh, that, that's where you can uh, change something on a bigger scale. Yeah, absolutely. We talked a lot about sustainability and business. So in your view is, is you know, making profit and sustainability do they go hand in hand or are they conflicting uh, with each other um i would say actually we have decided uh, in munde that uh, it goes hand in hand we we believe that we can still create uh, beautiful products in in in, in quality uh, and and earn money and and i also think it's very important that we talk about that it's okay to earn money even that we talk about uh, we need to be better. We need to do something good for the environment, for for people and society. But but we need to earn money also. But I think it's just important to say why do we need to earn money? And and for me, it's it's important to say that we we need to earn money also to develop the company, to develop uh, people, and of course also that we can transform this. In the coming future, also. So, so that, that's uh, so for me, definitely, this goes hand in hand. I fully agree, and I'm really, really glad that you put it this way. Um, because uh, if not, the alternative really is that it's you know it's it's kind of like a sponsorship, and sooner or later somebody will challenge that. Uh, so, so it is. Uh, I, I'm yeah. So I'm really glad you put it like with that, like that, and that that's your definition and, and decision in, in Mundo. So that's great. I would like to sort of transition here over to uh, talk a bit about your key learnings. Um, I think you already sort of yeah, started a bit on it here, uh, that it's about co-developing with your suppliers. But, but if you sort of look back, what are some of the key learnings that, you know, that might be interesting uh, to hear about from from people also in other sectors, as you say. Sometimes inspiration should actually come from a different sector. So, to the people listening here, um, what are sort of the key learnings when you look back uh, on your effort on on making sustainability part of business? 
uh, I would say one of the first thing is, of course, uh, it takes time, and and that that's just uh, not a question because you know some they just think okay sustainability we can do that you know uh, half an hour here and there and we need to run the business. It needs to be a part of your DNA, and, and you need to put on resources here uh, because as a company you of course have your daily operations uh, going on, and this is important because this is where you earn your money, so you can. Uh, uh, transform your company and invest, but 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 it is uh, you, you need to do that and and just to to map uh, your supply chain it takes time, so it's just first of all it's it's not something you do unfortunately not just in a, in a, in a week or something like that it takes time that that's one thing and then secondly also if you are a smaller company which I'm a part of now is. Um, if you don't have all the expertise uh, in house, I think it's it's well uh, well paid to to uh, be very specific on your uh, on your task and, and and the things you want to do, and then buy some external uh, competences uh, from outside because you, you you save a lot of time and you make sure that you have been hundred percent around it. And I think it's uh, as a company today, you know, a lot of things are complex, and and I think some some things you need to. To be inspired by the experts, uh, I think that's really key, and and also because things are changing all the time. So even you think, okay, I know quite something about it, but you know it's changing all the times. And and if you have these external uh, experts, hopefully they, they know what's going on. I think that's uh, it's uh, well money spent, I would say. And then uh, I will also say something is changing, right? Because we just talked about it before. When just a few years ago, everybody's talking about recycling, 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 and yes, that's good. But uh, maybe uh, longevity and quality and uh, reselling and and uh, and the life circle of a product is 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 uh, number one. And then secondly, we talk about uh, how what do we then do with the product when 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 it's not working anymore? How can we then recycle and these kind of things? And I, I think that's that that's how I see it a little bit of switch. It doesn't mean that uh, these fabrics are it's still important and, and it's very important that we have a focus on these kind of things. But uh, I would say that, that it's just quite important to, to understand that the sustainability part is always uh, changing uh, over time. It's not just static and this is the focus now. So, so, so it's an ongoing process. And I don't think we will never, maybe never be at the end goal, but it, it will be a journey. Absolutely, yeah. Those are three really good, uh, uh, good, really good learnings, I think. Okay, so I like to sort of end by zooming out a bit. So, uh, so really, if you take the the twenty thousand foot view uh, on your on business again, and then say, what what role do you see business play in securing a transition to a sustainable future? I, I think I think we have a big uh, role and a big part of this because uh, actually, if you are a consumer today, I think it's it can be difficult to to make the right choice if you uh, decide yourself that now you really want to focus and you want to buy these product uh, where. Uh, sustainability is uh, is a key player then sometimes it can be difficult to to find out what is up and down and i think in this uh, part i think we are very very important a player and i think it's important as a business that we take this very seriously and 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 i think we do but maybe 
it, it, it is a little bit too slow from our, from, from our side. So I think we need to speed up. I think we need to help each other. But also, again, I would also say that the government and uh, uh, not only in Denmark, but definitely uh, European or, or worldwide, uh, we need to have these uh, legislations and, and these kind of things. So, so I think it is uh, this uh, triangle and, and we have... Um, we have an important part, but we cannot do it uh, only uh, by ourselves. But but uh, we have an important uh, thing and uh, and a big task ahead of us. I would say. Thank you. I think that's a uh, I think that's a nice place to end. Uh, kind of gives you positions you along with that, as you say, the triangle. Uh, it is really a collaboration uh, for us to move at the speed and direction that we need, as as you mentioned several times. So. So uh, Frank, thank you so much for your time. It's been really exciting to uh, to get a, a bit of a, a dive in uh, the fashion sector and, and and all of your experience. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You've listened to Green Business with Impact. You can get more insight on how to create circular business on bwimpact.com. If you want to get in touch, you are very welcome to connect with Jasper on LinkedIn. Just type in Jasper Steinhausen. If you have questions, comments or suggestions for future podcast episodes, please contact Jasper, J-S, at bwimpact.com.